The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is A to Z Healing Toolbox, tips and tools for navigating grief and trauma. I am your host, Susan Hannafin McNabb, social worker, educator, and author of the five-time award-winning guidebook, A to Z Healing Toolbox, a practical guide for navigating grief and trauma with intention. Together on this podcast, we will discover 26 powerful action-based tools and resources that will counter the negative effects of grief and trauma while assisting us in increased healing of the mind, body, and spirit. In each podcast episode, we will hear from inspirational guest experts in the fields of traumatic loss and bereavement, medical practitioners, mental health therapists, best-selling authors, spiritual leaders, nonprofit founders, and everyday individuals who are learning to live in the light despite profound darkness. Thank you for joining me. A to Z tips and tools are yours to integrate on your personal road to healing. Healing Tool P, Peer Mentors. Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. By C.S. Lewis. Welcome everyone to another edition of A to Z Healing Toolbox podcast, where we explore tips and tools for navigating the grief and trauma experience. I'm really excited today to be talking about Healing Tool P because that means I get to talk about my own peer mentor by the name of Robin. Robin scooped me up as her mentee, unofficially of course, into the widowed world when we met at a gym during the two weeks that Brent was missing before we knew he had died in a car accident. She revealed to me during those two weeks that she was widowed with two young kids at home and she knew nothing of my story. I didn't even know what my story was going to be. At the time, I was pretending like I had a normal life, even though my husband was missing in action. I didn't know what else to do other than file the missing persons report, do all the things I needed to do investigatively, and then wait and search and hope and pray. So I went to the gym, which is the place where Brent and I met and the place where I always got respite. And lo and behold, I met Robin. Two weeks later, Robin scooped me up when I became officially widowed with a five-year-old child. And Robin has been by my side for the last 10 years at the gym, shopping, going out for food, teaching me how to be social again out in the world. She's been an incredible resource. And I can't say enough about the power of finding other folks who can be invaluable resources for our own healing. These people can provide perspective about living with grief and trauma that we don't have if it's a new experience for us. They can provide a safe space to discuss very, very personal experiences 
they can also normalize our feelings and reactions to this life rebuilding process. For me, I found that those who have walked the road, whether they're widowed people, bereaved parents, their best friend died, they've been through some other type of trauma, they often have tools, resources, ideas, understanding and support to share. So I was running toward all the mentors that I could find after Brent died. One of my friends who actually donated a story to the A to Z Healing Toolbox book, um, her name is Jenny, and she says this about peer mentors. Peer mentors, it's not an oxymoron. The words are neither incompatible nor mutually exclusive. A mentor can be someone who has been on the road of profound loss longer than you, is a leader of a group, or has more specialization or education. But mentors quickly become peers when eyes lock and knowing is shared. We know pain that can't be explained. We are peer mentors slingshotting each other from depth to solid ground over and over again. Barb, who runs a group called Hope for Hurting Moms, was my first peer mentor in my life after. After my son Cade died at the age of 19. Then came so many others, Jim and Anne from my Compassionate Friends chapter meetings, Dr. Joanne Cacciatore of the MISS Foundation Retreat for Traumatic Bereavement, Paula Stevens of Crazy Good Grief. I am now in graduate school studying to become a grief counselor. I couldn't pursue something like this if I didn't have these peer mentors and countless more to look up to. Speaking of peer mentors and people to look up to, I'm so happy today to be chatting with Mel Shore and Anita Coyle of Widow We Do Now. These are two women who have really put their heart and soul out into the world to be peer mentors for each other and create an enormous group for folks to reach a hand back and help those behind them or reach a hand forward to get that help themselves. Anita and Mel are two young women who became young widows after the sudden deaths of their husbands. Although they grew up in the same neighborhood, they did not connect until their spouses died a mutual love for dark humor and cheese sparked their friendship. And as they navigated their new lives, they recognized there was a need for community and discussion surrounding the unique situation of young widows. Anita is a parent of four children. Mel has no kids and all the dogs. Together, they tackle the tough topics grievers face across the spectrum. Anita is an ex-Terra world champion triathlete and a physical therapist. And Mel is a professional musician and certified life coach, currently working toward obtaining a master's of social work. With their various skills and circumstances, Anita and Mel use their specialties to help others and document their journey as they place themselves in their own case studies. 
Well, hey, today on the podcast, we have Mel and Anita. They're going to tell us more about themselves, but this will be one fun podcast podcast because you are fun gals. And I usually start by just telling people how we met. And I think it was initially somebody connected us so that I was on your podcast. Right. And then simultaneously, you two were at Camp Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, if I'm remembering right, right. Yeah, we met you virtually first. That's right. Virtual and then real time with 400 yeah. other widowed people. Yes. <laughs> right? And therapy dogs. I know, right? So much fun at Camp Widow. Uh, but today on the podcast, we are focusing on letter P, which is peer mentors in the A to Z Healing Toolbox book. And I wanted to pull Mel and Anita on because they have created this huge community of people who are basically mentoring each other unofficially. And it's beautiful. So, um, First off, I'd love it if one of you could chat about how you met and what is it you're doing in the world right now? Because I know it's a cool story. Okay. Hi, this is Mel. I guess I'll tell the story of how we met. Actually, we met probably in our peripheral lives when we were children. But we actually never spoke to each other because I was scared of Anita. I was scared of everything. Did and you Anita, really? You met yeah. when you were kids. Do you know this for sure? Yes. We yeah. grew up seven houses away from each other. Mm-hmm. Just down the street. We were never really friends because we were two wow. years apart. Who's friends? With, like if you're a, if you're like in eighth grade, you're never going to hang out with a sixth grader. Good point. And yeah. Anita had the super scary like bowl cut. So I thought she was going to beat me up. <laughs> Oh, why did you have to bring up the bowl cut? Anita, you need to just own it because it's awesome. (laughs) Mullets are back. I mean, bowl cut's next. (sighs) So like Anita said, we grew up seven houses away from each other, but we did not connect at all until our husbands died. Really until Anita's husband died because I had a blog. And so somebody related to her sent her the blog and she's like, I know that name. And then we started like connecting and texting and making jokes about widowhood and just being silly. And then we met in real life. And then there you go. The rest is history. Wow. So maybe Anita, tell, I mean, I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast have heard your podcast, Widow We Do Now, or they've heard you at Camp Widow. But for those people who are new to the podcast, what is it? The rest is history. What are you doing with the rest? Right. It's so Yeah, it's so funny because uh, after Mel and I kind of connected and started being each other's grief support person, you know, the person that you can text and be like, this sucks so much or, you know, I hate this and people are so stupid all of those different things. Mel said, I think we should start a podcast. And I like laughed at her. I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, no. <laughs> and I thought she was joking. And she's like, I am not joking, which is like the only thing that you have, are not joking about in your entire life, Mel. So I know I joke that about was confusing. <laughs> but then a, a few weeks later, you know, when you're in grief, there's a there's a big part of you that just asks, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, it it yes. feels so hard to have it and not do something with it. So I was talking to my sister about it and she said, you know, Anita, I think you should make a podcast. And I was like, what? Hold the boat. Like it's two podcast people, right? Mel said the same thing. And she was like, no, I think it's a good idea. So then that was when I was officially like, okay, Mel, let's do this. And when we started, we didn't have a great idea. 
what it was going to be. It was just like, let's see how things go. And in the beginning, we just kind of talked about grief and with each other. And then we started interviewing other widows and widowers. And it's really turned into something beautiful that I don't think either of us could have expected what it would become. So we do a weekly podcast and uh, talk to all the people. And then I don't know if you want to know about this now. Oh, go ahead. Let's hear it. (laughs) Mel and I started um, calling each other widow wives um, because our husbands were dead. And so we decided we were married to each other in a very unofficial format. Yes. Yes. And so we had expressed that on the podcast. And one of our guests said, I sure wish I had a widow wife, you know, a widow bestie, somebody who you could talk to about it. And so we were like, oh, well, we'll we'll make a we'll make a Facebook group. And so that's how the widow wives club was born was through the the request of that guest. Oh, I didn't know that. So I'm on that Facebook group. And what I love about that group is that there are all these unofficial mentors for each other, right? People at various stages of their grief journey, of their widowhood, reaching a hand back to give advice or to say, you're going to make it. I love that. So I mean, one of my first peer mentors was my girlfriend, Robin, who I just happened to meet at the gym. And she just happened when my husband was missing for two weeks before we realized he had died. She just happened to tell me that she was widowed four years earlier with a nine and 11 year old at home. So when I wound up in her boat, I immediately got in touch with her. And the first thing she said to me is, I'm here for you your life will be okay. It will be different, but it's going to be okay again. And I thought, what the hell is she even talking about? Right. (laughs) But because Robin has been four years ahead of me, I've been watching her, right? She's been my peer mentor. And now I have dozens and dozens from the Camp Widow community, Soaring Spirits, people like you all. But what have you found? I mean, what are some experiences you've seen through your Facebook page, through your podcast, through Camp Widow about people mentoring each other and the importance of that? It's been really fascinating to watch people interact within the Widow Wives Club because there are so many people with different backgrounds and with different perspectives. And I think we're pretty lucky because knock on wood, we haven't had a lot of hate and animosity like we've seen, you know, or you could expect to be in groups such as that. And it's been really helpful just to have various perspectives, but watch how people bring up these topics in a very kind and empathetic way. And, and there's a lot of different ideas that people have that maybe end up helping the person as they go along and it's like okay good i'm glad that just me and anita are not like the ultimate bosses of this because we couldn't come up with things like that so just the very the diversity of experience has been helpful for those people that are seeking support and you know helps i think it helps everybody even if they're just in there observing or like quote lurking it helps people just to have more options or know that they're not alone yes Anita, what about you? Any, any, uh, anything you've seen as far as something that hit you like, wow, these people are really mentoring each other in an unofficial capacity or official capacity, having a, a, an official widow wife, right? Oh, it's, I, I think that it's really, people don't understand the benefit of having people who understand where you're coming from until you're in that situation. Never would I have guessed how important it would be to have people who 
are experiencing something along the same lines as I am. And then on the flip side of that, I think it's really cool to have people who have a little piece of my experience, but also have different, you know, a different experience in me as well. It helps to improve empathy and to improve our um, kind of what we're able to understand and understand other people's experiences. We just we just uh, recently had somebody reach out and say, thank you so much for expressing what you did on your person's birthday. And um, that person took that same activity and used it on your own. And, and when the original poster put it on there, they weren't trying to proselytize or tell somebody they needed to do that. But somebody else looked at that and said, oh, you know, what? that feels really good to me. And I'm going to do that. And and I think what they did um, is they went and bought a cake and gave it to somebody else. So she lurked at Costco. And when somebody was there to buy a cake, she said, can I buy this cake for you? It's my, you know, my my husband's birthday and he's died. And so I'd like to celebrate it with somebody else. And the family, it was a super cute, you know, young kid. And, and that was a great way. And who would have come up with that? You know, wow. just another person in that. So that's a specific experience that I can think of. That's, you know, what we're talking about. Right. Okay. So I have got to ask you about this duck light. <laughs> existential I, duck yeah what is that about because i do sometimes you know I, the scroll of facebook right all the feed comes through and i've seen quite a few people post this duck on and they're ordering this duck right so what tell me about the duck before i get into my next question about peer mentoring <laughs> so one of our members bought this duck it's a duck lamp and it's on its side and it looks like it's melting from life and trauma and i think she called it the existential crisis duck and she's like this is how i feel as a widow so then people got super excited about it and were like where did you get that i need one of those and it just kind of snowballed from there and then Anita found a way to like make it available through our store and then we made t-shirts about it and i think it's just kind of the symbol of it became our it became our unofficial mascot the existential crisis duck mm -hmm. i love it but I, I was determined when you were on today to get the story behind the duck so i'm like what's the story with the duck as Did with you... a lot of things there is there is no explanation right yeah. right and that's kind of how anita and i are we we actually have two totally different widowhood situations i was married to my husband only a year and 11 months. And then he died after a tonsillectomy. And then Anita was married for like 8 million years to her husband and they have four kids and I have no kids. And so you would think that we wouldn't connect as quote widow wives, but I think our humor and our way of like looking through a certain lens has, has brought us together and some, for some reason it works. And so our group kind of runs that way too. Like we just, we want to talk about the things, but we want it to also have some fun in there and not just be like a, oh, my life is the worst all the time. Cause I mean, whatever it is, but it's also like, there's so many hilarious things and yes. you know, it's fun to share jokes in there. So yes. we're just trying to help each other get through. Yep. Well, to your point, Mel, helping each other get through, that's exactly what my girlfriend, Robin and I have been doing. And initially I thought, okay, well, she's the one who's four years ahead of me in this process. So she's gonna be my unofficial mentor. But lo and behold, she has said numerous times and she even wrote about it in the A to Z book that it has been such a gift to her 
so that she can see where she came from, you know, where she is now, what she's been through, and I've helped her see things a different way too. So my question for you is, so who's ahead of who in this journey, right? I don't know which years your husband's died. And then is it a, is it reciprocal or is one person mostly like, okay, like we're going to do this? Um, so Mel is an older widow than I am, even though I'm older than her. She's what, five years yeah. out yeah. and I just passed my four year mark. So she's, she's the sage of the two of us. Um, but I would say in our relationship, it's fairly reciprocal. Um, like Mel said, our situations are different enough that she doesn't have a lot of advice to give me on my child rearing, you know, and things like that. Um, and I don't have a lot of advice to give her on some of the things and the challenges that she faces. It's just more that camaraderie and knowing that somebody is there for you in whatever your experience is. Mm -hmm. We've even had discussions before where I'll say, Anita, she'll be telling me about what her kids are going through or what she's dealing with being a mom of these kids and all of the stressors that come with it. And I, while I can sympathize, I cannot put myself there because I don't even have a one child. I mean, I have dogs, right? And and so I sometimes I feel so bad that I don't have any help to give. I'm like, Anita, I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say, but here's like a joke. And also <laughs> I think you're doing awesome, but if you don't want me to tell you that, I won't. And, and one time I remember telling her that and she goes, you know what? That's kind of how I feel like when you tell me about your things. But for some reason, just like having someone there that's non-judgmental, at least non-judgmental outwardly. I don't know, Anita, if you're judging me on the inside. <laughs> totally. I don't feel judged by you and you listen or you, for some reason, you just handle it really well for my personality style has just helped me to not feel alone. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll just, I'll just add, you know, Mel and I, Mel has opened my eyes to a lot of things that I would have no perspective about. You know, we talk, yeah, we talk a lot about, uh, widowed parenting and a lot of times a kidless widow gets overlooked. They don't get as much sympathy. They don't get the same status, you know, because they're like, oh, well, at least you didn't have kids, but that comes with its own horrible set of emotions and feelings. And, um, I wouldn't have that perspective if I didn't have Mel to talk to me about those things. I mean, when, a person is widowed and they don't have any kids, their entire family just died, right? Yeah. They are now alone. And so there's all of this push-pull in, in the loss in the different types of categories or the, the different situations. Right. And one thing that I've noticed being one of the admins of our group is that I'll get messages from kidless widows and they're like, I don't want to offend any of the parents because I know that their life is quote worse than mine. And so I think the people that don't have children, they see themselves as less than in those situations. And it's, it's just different. It's like apples and oranges, I would say, right. but, um, but there's a big community of kidless widows that don't even want to speak out because they're like, well, I'm not even important enough to say anything because how can I compete with that. You know, I'm just by myself, but those people are very isolated. There's a lot of passive suicidality going on. Right. There's a lot of just like loneliness. Um, and there's also, they don't have some 
somebody that they have to look after to get them out of bed and to care about life or move forward. So it's really interesting. Like I, I have had to take those messages and, and be like, Mel, you got to like help those people have a voice. Cause I'm like, well, I know that I often shut my voice down. Cause I'm like, well, of course, like that's way more, you know, complicated than my situation. So I'm probably like overreacting or something, but it's all valid. So, and that's been something that's interesting. I think you hit it on the head with apples and oranges, right? It's like, we're, we all got tossed into the fruit basket and yet, right? They're the apples and the oranges and the bananas and the strawberries. Like, yeah, same end result, right? Our people are dead, but how we got there and our situations afterwards can be different. And I think that's the beauty of peer mentors, unofficial, official people in Facebook groups like yours, what do we do now, widow wives, or soaring spirits. I know when I first went to Camp Widow, and I want to get your take on your first experience at Camp Widow, but it was the first time I was surrounded by hundreds of people. Some were, uh, so I was a year out when I went, so most of the people were ahead of me. And I was just like, Oh my, thank you, Lord, that there are people ahead of me who are surviving. Some of them look like they're thriving. I don't even know how that happened, but I started grabbing on to, I even wrote a postcard down of all the widowed people I was meeting that either had children or didn't, but were somehow surviving. And I just grabbed onto this idea of like, I need mentors. I need people to mentor me, whoever you are, if you're widowed. And then I got to the bereaved parents. Like if your child has died, okay, then I want to hear from you too, because that's hellacious as well. So, um, to your point about, you know, just the fruit basket, the apples and oranges, right? We've got the whole fruit basket of widowed experience at Camp Widow. What was your first experience like when you went to Camp Widow and were surrounded by hundreds of widowed people who were, you know, reaching back to help the other or reaching ahead to get help themselves? So I think it's important to know, I think it's a totally normal experience to feel like you're going back to junior high right? Are they going to like me? Am I going to have somebody to sit by? Are they going to make fun of my bowl haircut, Mel? (laughs) They should. (laughs) You know, there's some trepidation going into something like that. You don't know what to expect. You don't really understand it until you've been there. People tell you it's great, but you still have those feelings of, is this the right decision I'm making? So I just want to validate that because I think that's a totally normal experience to feel that way. And then once you go and you're there for what, 12.5 minutes, you realize you are in the right place and you're in the right place, no matter your situation. I think Soaring Spirits has done a fantastic job. And we try and do the same thing of being very liberal with the term widowed. You know, you don't have to be, have been married. It's open for all statuses of relationship in that sense. And also trying to give a voice to the communities that are often overlooked or silenced. So I think that's such a a wonderful thing. And then also creating communities or little groups within Camp Widow where you can meet with your little tribes of people. Um, Camp Widow is the place where you belong, no matter what your widowed experience, no matter what fruit you are, right. you belong there. And that's how I felt after, after those nerves and then getting there and just thinking, 
this is this is a wonderful this is a wonderful place to be i always i always say it's the best place you never want to wind mm-hmm. up yeah right my experience was well i think our first camp widow we were presenting right so we were there as presenters and also attending and my day job is as a touring musician and so i am really aware of my energy and I'm an introvert, so I get tired a lot and I have to like really make sure that I'm doing okay at these um, kind of events. So I was wondering how I would fare as somebody that was grieving and somebody that is an introvert in these big group settings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also somebody that had to quote be on for our presentation, you know, and I was really surprised. Uh, I think the widow community is the best because you kind of can do no wrong. Like, however you need to cope with these things, everybody's chill with it. It's like one of our friends was sitting at uh, with the dinner table with us and she was super honest. And she's like, hey, guys, it's been so fun. I'm really tired and I get peopled out really easily. So I'm going back to my room and I'll see you tomorrow. And it's like, oh, awesome. Oh, you can do that. I'm <laughs> like, thank you. That get, actually gives me some like some verbiage I can use next time I'm tired. And, and I love how no matter where you walk within like the little area of Camp Widow that you know that you can find a friend. I felt a lot of camaraderie with most people that I meet there and you just can instantly talk and like be BFFs. It's super weird, but I've never experienced anything like that. Like not at a music conference that I might have been to for a job or like something similar. It's like, there's something special about that. And I think you guys have it nailed with the therapy dog stuff and there's massage therapists sometimes and there's food and there's a crying room and there's puzzles. So it's like the safest place. And so once I saw that, I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is going to be great. And, and I didn't feel as guilty, I guess, as I would have felt maybe if I were at a, a music conference or something or out on tour and I had to leave um, just to go preserve my energy. So yeah, lovely, lovely community and lovely people that attend. One of the most beautiful things I think about people who have been broken open, right? Widowed people, bereaved parents, anyone who's had a best friend die. I mean, anyone who's been through a grief or trauma experience, the BS factor goes away right? Like everybody just gets so authentic, that layer of superficiality just immediately vanishes. And that's one of the things I've loved most about connecting with my girlfriend, Robin, who's like I said, four years ahead of me. And we still, we met at the gym and we still work out together 10 years later. Um, It's just that, that community of authentic people, And that's something I love about your podcast and about your Facebook group that it's just real, right? There's no, there's no BS. There's like a BS free zone. Do you feel that as well? I'll just add to that. Somebody kind of explained it to this. Somebody kind of explained it this way to me and it made a lot of sense. You know, in our day-to-day relationships, we have to spend a lot of time on the backstory and on explaining where we're coming from. And when you come into the widowed community, you can skip that step. You know, it's like, I know where you're coming from. I've gone through this too. So we can skip all of that, like build up towards why I am like the way I am. And we can just get to where I am right now. I love that example. Beautiful. So before we end, 
if someone's listening to this podcast and they have not, maybe they're part of the widowed community, maybe they're a bereaved parent, maybe their best friend has recently died, what would each of you say to them about the power of connecting with somebody or some buddies who get it, who've been in that experience, who could unofficially mentor them, whether it's on a group or, you know, live virtual. Go ahead, Mel. I would say try it out because as humans, we have a need for connection and belonging. And that is even if you're an introvert, that's something that super surprised me. Cause I'm like, I'm not a joiner of things. I don't want to go do a group or whatever, but that's the thing that's been the most helpful. And we even have a lot of people in our group say, that yes, therapy is helpful. And yes, these things are helpful self care. But the thing that's helped me the most is the connection with other people in my situation. So I would say if you are in one of those categories, try something out like a group, you don't have to actively participate all the time, you can kind of lurk for a while and see if it works for you. And then maybe just make a baby step. But I would say, consider not closing yourself off to it because it really is a huge, huge catalyst for healing. Yeah, and I'll just add that sometimes we assume that just because another person is in our same category, a widowed person, that we're going to have that immediate connection and that we're going to really be a good support to each other. And that's not always the case. You know, there are people who I've met who are great people, and I don't think that they would be somebody who I would go to for support. So just like, you know, when you're talking about therapists, it might take a little trial and error to find the community or the the people who you are going to click with. You know, our group, we use a lot of dark humor. We've found that that's not for everybody. Some people aren't in that place. And so they leave our group and that's totally fine because everybody's style of grief is a little bit different. So if you can kind of find your style of grief within another peer support group. I think that's really, that's really helpful. I love your suggestions about just trying, trying something. Um, I'm, I'm remembering as Mel was talking, I'm remembering one of the first groups I tried and found a couple unofficial peer mentors there, but I did not want to go. It was a therapist who was running a class in therapeutic sand tray. Mm -hmm. So right brain stuff, you're working in a tray of sand, you know, with other attendees. So I walk into the small room, there are probably seven of us sitting there and the therapist was in the room too. And there's this huge tray of sand and all the sand tray therapy toys around us. And in the room was a couple who looked my age and they were holding hands. And immediately I was like, daggers, I hate you guys. Like, <laughs> My husband's dead. You're my age. I could not handle for the longest time seeing married couples. I couldn't, it just, I couldn't, it made me so upset. So I immediately thought, I'm out of here. I'm going to get up after we do intros. I'm just going to get up. I'm not going to stay in this group and come to find out their daughter died. Uh, she was in her early twenties and she died in a car accident. Oh, my husband was in a car accident. Come to find out her birthday is the same birthday as my husband. Oh, come to, I mean, all these different coincidences. And these beautiful people, this beautiful couple, and I became fast friends and kind of gave each other support and mentoring along the way. 
and they were married, right? They weren't widowed and I wasn't a bereaved parent. And yet those connections can be made, right? With people outside of this specific widowed community or that specific community over there. I love that. I think, and I know that we're on the letter P, right? For the A to Z toolbox, which is standing for peer mentoring. But maybe if that word and concept sounds a little too scary right now, maybe just think people, you just need to find your people. So you can replace that word with whatever you need it to be in order to find people that understand or even just friends like, well, maybe I'll make a friend or I'll make a connection in some way. So I think that might be helpful. Now, if people want to connect with you, Anita and Mel and Widow We Do Now, how can they do that? And tell us a little bit about what's what you offer. I know you mentioned, okay, you're a Camp Widow presenting, you have a store where people can buy these crazy ducks. I mean, what, <laughs> what all is out there for folks? So first and foremost, we have our podcast. You can find that you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you find podcasts. Um, And then we have the Widow Wives Club, which is our, it's a private Facebook group. And one of the things that we do that some of the other groups don't do is we require proof of widowhood, um, which some people see as gatekeeping. And we've actually gotten a lot of angry messages about that. But our, our goal is to make a really safe environment so that people there know that everybody there has been vetted to the best of our ability. Because it's so frustrating to feel like people are trying to scam you all the time. So that's, you know, you just search Widow Wives Club, the Widow We Do Now Widow Wives Club on Facebook. That's there. Know that you're going to have to provide a death certificate or a link to an obituary. We try to keep the scammer Nigerian princes and <laughs> offshore drilling sailors out of the group. Oh, That's and what the about reason. the what about the doctors of medical surgery? Oh, that was a good one yeah. too. Yes, Gaius. yes, love that. Or like the guy that was like, "I'm here. Are you a widow? Yes or no? Why are you here? I'm looking for a wife. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, That's why. Bye-bye. That's right. Well, you know, yeah. just to make you feel better uh soaring spirits international vets every single person that comes through our programs camp widow widowed village our regional social groups our widowed village newly widowed zoom call we are vetting people hundreds of people every month yeah so you're you know kudos to you for doing that and making that safe space Yep. So then on top of that, we do a monthly Zoom call with our members. That's one of the things we offer. You mentioned we have the snarky grief shop, (laughs) and that's just got a lot of t-shirts that are snarky. Like, for example, some of them say, be nice. My husband is dead. I wear that to the airport. Anytime I need to take four kids through security, it works wonders. Love it. And the widow card. The widow card. Tell us about that. We have widow cards, official widow cards. So if you're like having a hard day and someone's giving you a bad time, like, why aren't you coming to Christmas? And you're just like, I'm a widow. Why don't you get it? You can pull out your widow card and be like, I'm using my widow card. Peace out. So great. Can we also people find those on, on your shop. We well? are working on that. Okay. Um, we also have an app and it's available in the app store and the podcast and every single thing that Anita just mentioned is available there as well. So that's the widow. We do now app. 
and it's yeah, fantastic. And there's even more. Mel, who's a musician, has made some music for relaxation, and some of them have hilarious names. Um, and those are in the app as well. So if you're having trouble sleeping or you need something just to kind of take your mind off of things, she's got some um, tracks there for people. So or yeah. when you hate everyone except for five people, there's a track for that. <laughs> it's meditation and relaxation music for healers. Healers, Who knew, reverse, Mel, whatever. that your musical abilities were going to be channeled into all of these things for widowed people, right? It's so funny because I've like toured the world, played all the styles. I have a degree in jazz performance, but the only album I have out right now is grief meditation music. It's pretty funny. It's so strange. And the Glad I'm here to help, history. whatever. Right, right. Well, I want to thank you both so much for coming on the podcast today and for all of the work that you're doing out there for the good of the widowed community. I so appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. You are so welcome. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. See you guys. A to Z Healing Toolbox offers professional trainings, live and virtual workshops, podcast interviews, healing guidebooks, speaking engagements at conferences nationwide, small group virtual support, and solo sessions individually tailored to meet your unique needs. Books can be found on the A to Z Healing Toolbox website, on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, and your local bookstore. If you would like to connect with Susan and join a small group for virtual support or schedule a solo session, please contact Susan at a to z healing toolbox.com.